Back. Well, you know what's so funny that I keep forgetting? I always keep waiting to hear roar and then, no, wait, Jose. Like, you know, London and Santos pre the hiatus had a badass entrance theme. So we're going to have to get that back. I promise you, I promise you, fingers crossed, uh, or not fingers crossed, um, hand to God is what I meant, <laughs> that I will have new beats for us next week um, so you don't have to listen to the English um, flu that comes on to welcome the show every week. So I am London. Um, it is Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. So I have surmised, I mean, I'm a big dummy, but I'm smart enough to figure out that it's Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. And if I'm London, on the other side of that microphone must be Santos. Mr. Santos, how's it going? Hello. <laughs> that was so uh, exotic. Is that what they say? It was. Exotic? It was, yeah. Is that what the kids say nowadays? I, I don't know what the kids say anymore. I'm so far out of that, like, I don't even know. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I totally agree. You know, I got, you know, the two little boys, and, you know, my oldest came home, I don't know, a couple months ago, probably about a year ago now, said something about kick. I'm like, who's kicking you? What's going on? What's the problem? And he's like, no, Dad, it's an app. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's a move wow. bullying him. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, you, don't, I don't even know what that is. I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Ready? I'm, I'm ready for the Super Bowl. I, the what? I, I thought we were talking Pro Bowl tonight. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever, any, in any place on the planet wants to talk Pro Bowl. I got to be honest with you. The only thing I want to say about the Pro Bowl is can we just get rid of it? I mean, honestly. Uh, you, you have my vote. Yeah, I don't really so know. Any, I don't really know anybody that wants to be there. I, we'll talk about it maybe a little bit later. But I saw remind me that uh, about the comment I saw on Facebook the other day about Tom Brady in the Pro Bowl. Just remind me of that, okay? Because I'm assuming we're gonna, his name's going to come up here. I mean, we got you know an hour and fifty eight minutes left, so I'm assuming in that time. His name will come up once or twice. And if you want to hear a great quote, just remind me, hey, what was that quote? But anyway, before we get going on, um, we always kind of catch up here. We we are a, a um, we're lovers, not fighters here on Santos in London. So, Mr. Mister Santos, how has your week been, man? This is three weeks in a row. This is like, um, like in the middle, in the midst of our, when we were just feverish and just going full speed ahead, we did three weeks in a row, but it's been a while. I know this is, this is kind of like a relationship. I'm not sure how I'm, how I like that. <laughs> should we break up already? This, you is, think we should this, is, public? this is, this is like some form of commitment. I, I don't know. I don't know about this whole deal. Yeah, man. No, listen, <laughs> I was in like, kind of a bad place professionally a little while ago, which in turn kind of like jumbled my whole personal life up. So things have been kind of going good professionally. So, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to commit for the long haul. I can't foresee any time. I mean, my, my on-call starts at different times now. And, you know, so I'm ready. You're going to be stuck with me for a little while, Mr. Santos. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, that man. works for me. So, 
so how's the week been? How, you know, I know you got a chance to kind of hang out with the folks and go back to work and have some time off. And how are you feeling? You know, tell me what's going on in the world of Mr. Nathan Santos. Um, you know me, you know, Mr. Public, I like to air everything out there for everybody every week when we do this little <laughs> segment. It drives me nuts. I know it does. Um, That's why I do it. I know. I know. <laughs> so, in, in the spirit of uh, complete transparency, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, par for the course. I appreciate that. <laughs> Now, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like we need to kind of like get our feet under us, kind of get, you know, familiar with the with the microphone and the levels and the, you know, the, the you know, you can kind of tell somebody's uh, mood or tone by hearing their voice. So you kind of, you know, as much as we fake it sometimes here on Santos and London, we, you know, we, you know, we, we kind of got to feel each other out for the first couple of minutes. That's the only reason I do it. Not to torture you. I, I promise you. you. I got it's you. Not, I got you. Not to torture you. It is what it is, you know. It's just it's so, what we do. Anyway, tonight we listen. There are only two things in the world of Santos and London that we're going to talk about. Well, I'm sorry, that's a total lie. I just lied to you folks, and and we are we have always said we are transparent here on this show. So three things: um, the NFL has a um, has you know just a regular um, week six game coming up this weekend. Um, between the Rams and the New England Patriots. It's no big deal. Um, anyway, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. We're going to bang that out. Not a little bit. We're going to bang that out. That We're going to bang the drum. Um, and then we're going to do Shut Up and Listen. And then we're going to do the WWE because just this past Sunday was my favorite pay-per-view of the year, the Royal Rumble. And it almost caused me to have an aneurysm and never watch the WWE again. Um, so we'll talk about that. And it also kicks off um, WrestleMania season or season, right? That's what they call it, WrestleMania season? Yeah, the road, the road to WrestleMania. The road to WrestleMania, thank you. Um, so we kicked that off. And then we got some big news last night, some stuff, some rumblings coming around, people leaving. Um, I confirmed last night and some rumble and talk about that a little bit, but we'll get into the road to WrestleMania. We'll get into the Royal Rumble. We'll get into the winners and losers for um, the Royal Rumble and our shut up and listen um, as always. So without further ado, Mr. Santos, um, tell me how you are feeling four days out of the Super Bowl. Honestly, it's it's one of those things. I can kind of be a little bit confident about it. You know, I think that the you know for some reason the last couple of Super Bowls you always had a doubt about the team that the Patriots were going to be playing. You know, you had you know you go back to the Seahawks. You know, the defense and you know they were. You know, the Super Bowl champs coming back, trying to win it again. Then you had the Falcons, who were, you know, at that, that year the V team in the NFC. And even last year with the, with the Eagles, you know, the Eagles had the really awesome defense. They were the number one seed in the, you know, in that conference, the NFC. And, uh, 
you know, even with Nick Foles in there, you know, you kind of felt, I mean, at least I did. I kind of felt it was going to be a, you know, a close, whoever has the ball last, probably going to win type of a game. And it kind of was. But this year, you know, I I think I said it last week. The one thing that just kind of sticks out for me is I think that, you know, we don't really know what's up with Todd Gurley. If he, you know, what his status is, he didn't really play much in that NFC championship game, but if if he's not healthy, I just don't really see how they can, they can keep it close in this game. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking Patriots in this game, obviously, but it would just have to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of other factors too, but, but what are you thinking? Well, do you really want me to bet on this game? No, I don't want you to bet on this game at all. <laughs> That's kind of what I was wondering. For those who have no idea what that means, we, we, not we, um, London thinks he is, um, who was that guy back in the day that used to be um, like the gambler of all gamblers? Who was that? Um, shoot. Anyway, some some big gambler guy. Every single bet I make usually comes up with the with the L. Um, I usually take the L, um, but I can tell you this: I worry terrible. I chew on my nails like they're snack food when New England plays, um, and this week is going to be no different. However, I feel very comfortable. I think we need to get into a little bit of, we need to break it down a little bit. We can't give our predictions right now. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire in a little bit, but right now I want you to tell me, I want you to, because I a hundred percent in all transparency, like we are always here on, in St. Dustin London, you, you, I always say this, I am the more emotional one, and you are very much the analytical one when it comes to WWE, when it comes to just New England, like breaking down um, plays and, and, and the scheme of the game and the, the tone and all of that stuff. So I want you to give me your best Nathan Santos impression and tell me why New England wins this game I feel handedly. Are you ready? Because I, I got it. Tom Brady? Uh, well, that's that's going to be part of it. I just think that, you know, for the Rams, let I me mean, let's face it. Um, what's that What's that dude's name they have? Aaron Donald? Endomicon Sue? No, he's he, he's not he's not the one. Aaron Donald, I think, is the guy's name. He's probably Donald, the yeah. best the best defensive player in the league this year. I don't even think it's close. But you have him, you have Indomitian Sue, you have Akeem Talib, you have Marcus Peters. Now, what's the what's the one thing I didn't mention in there? I mentioned two defensive linemen. I mentioned two. People in the secondary, there's no linebackers. Can't keep up with Where do the the Patriots like to throw the ball? Middle of the field. Yep, I agree. And and if you look at, I mean, if you look at the Patriots' offense alongside 
the Saints offense, you know, outside of the fact that the Patriots really don't throw the ball deep, the offenses are pretty much the same. They have they have a one running back that just is in there to run the ball. They have one running back that can do both. Well, actually, the Patriots have two guys that can do both. Neither, you know, neither Burkhead or James White are an Alvin Kamara. But I mean, just play along here. Um, you know, decent tight ends, decent receivers. Well, whenever Alvin Kamara came on the field in that NFC Championship game, the Rams had to go to like a zone type of a defense. And we all know nobody can pick apart a zone any better than Tom Brady. So I just have a feeling that, you know, unless unless the Patriots are doing a couple of those you know, balls off fingertips, straight up in the air. Then a the defender picks it off, like a, like a couple of the well, the one interception in that game against uh, against the Chiefs, and then the one that got nullified by the guy lining up offsides. It was the same type of a same type of a play. If they can just not do that, I I don't really see how how the Rams keep up in this game. I think that's going to be what it is. I think the the Patriots are just going to get out. I really hope that they get the ball first. I want to see them march right down there again, right off the bat and score. Now, that being said, I don't I, have the Patriots scored in the first quarter of a Super Bowl game that Tom Brady's been a part of. I mean, what's what's that stat? Because I kind of thought that was like their thing, but I'm I'm not I I can't remember. I know that. The last couple of Super Bowls, they didn't really score much in the first quarter, but, you know, we'll see. And it's it's one of those deals, you know, does, does Jared Goff, does he keep them close, or is he the reason why they fall further behind? See, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Jared Goff does nothing for me. No. No, I mean, he, he basically did nothing in that NFC championship game until the fake punt, or was it a fake, a fake kick or something? I don't know what, if it was a punt or a kick. I don't know. But, but it's like he was, he was nothing. He was non-existent. I mean, it was, it was like watching me out there trying to run the offense. <laughs> I've seen your arm. You, you, you get a hell of a howitzer. I do. I do. <laughs> it was, but it was all about, it's all about the timing. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> here, you know, your, your intelligence for football and like the schematics of the game is just unparalleled in, in our relationship, at least, um, in a lot of people that I talk to and I regurgitate what you tell me and they're like, Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. So I know you have very good mind when it comes to like seeing the the bigger picture when it comes to stuff like that. So a lot of the stuff, like I didn't think of linebackers, but when you started spitting off, like you just started talking and I was like, Oh yeah, he's going away from the linebackers. You're absolutely right. And the Patriots do nothing, but that's not true. Brady throws downfield probably like 20 plus yards, probably four or five times a game. He'll take a shot here or there, third and ten. He'll take a shot and basically throw the ball away occasionally. Um, yeah. But 
for the most part, he's within 15 yards, 10 yards on 80, 80% of his throws. Would, would that be fair? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. And, and if Gronk can, can play like he played, and I'm not even asking him to be the polar bear with hands that catches footballs like, like he's been in years past, but if he could be that guy that was last week, I mean, you know, there was glimpses of Gronk from years past last week. He was oh yeah, amazing. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that downfield throw, like twenty five or thirty yards or forty yards, I think it was that, like towards the end of the game, and you know, over the shoulder kind of stuff. That's the Gronk that I that I know and love. But but this like, you know, alligator arm stuff and and. and you know, he's not afraid to take a hit. I mean, clearly, and that's why he's, you know, his career is winding down. <laughs> but yeah. um, this, that, you know, this Rams defense, if they, you know, if, if, if Brady gets some time in the pocket, I mean, it's game over. I mean, Tlaib is yeah. older. Um, no middle linebackers. I mean, Edelman's just going to sit down in open space all day long, and, and it's going to get ugly, I think. I think yeah. this game could get over quickly, but here's my concern. If New England doesn't put their, you know, put, put their foot on the, the proverbial throat and choke them out early when they have an opportunity to, because I think they will. Like last week, New England, <clears throat> with, with classic New England stuff, just drives down the field and scores. You know, just... Well, an eight or ten minute drive, just methodical, just you know, eighteen plays or sixteen plays, whatever it was, scores a touchdown. I mean, it was nothing, you know. Yeah. Uh, if 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 that's the new England that comes out and does that first drive, this this game could be over if they choke them out because if they let them hang around. Just like last week, man, a bad call, a bad this, a bad, you know, a fumble. Uh, you know, Sue gets to Brady and knocks the ball out, and they recover a fumble. You know, it's, it could be anything. Yeah. Choke them out. Choke them out, man. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, they were able to survive after, you know, they were up 7 nothing. They get a basically a three and out. On the Chiefs' first drive, they drive down to, like, the one- or two-yard line and can't punch it in. Uh, you can't do that here. I mean, this is the freaking Super Bowl. You have to. Agreed. You know, if you're able to take it down to the two-yard line, I don't care what you have to do. You need to put that ball in the end zone or at least get points. I mean, you just need to put points on that board. You cannot allow this team to hang around. I mean, and I'm even thinking, you know, what what really drives me nuts sometimes is whenever they have a great drive, they get within the 10-yard line. And this was their problem on the road a lot during the year whenever they were losing. They could get down inside the red zone, but they just could not punch it in for whatever reason. They, You know, they'd kick field goals. And, I mean, let's face it, this is a Super Bowl. You know, pretend you're playing against, you know, a quarterback of the caliber of you know, Manning or, or hell, even Mahomes, you know, two field goals and a touchdown aren't, aren't going to help you. You know, you need to, 
be putting sevens on that board just about every time you get it. And like you said, I think, you know, I, I you know, especially if, if Gurley is not, you know, a hundred percent, you know, I don't want, I don't want them running the ball. I mean, that's, that's what kind of bothers me. And I think that that's, what's great about the Patriots scheming, you know, when they get the ball first, as they go down and score, that other team is already like, you know, kind of in panic mode a little bit because they know they have to get out there and score. You know, they have to do something. And, you know, and I think that's really what the Patriots have to do. Like I said, just get up and just keep going. Keep the pedal to the metal. Don't slow down. You know, don't try to run clock out. You know, just do what you need to do to put up points. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hoping this game isn't really close towards the end. But, I mean, let's face it, it's the Patriots Super Bowl, so it's probably going to be. <laughs> Why do they do that to us? Why, why can't they just blow teams out, man? You know, and, and I know, like last week when we got the ball in overtime, I knew we were going to win the game. I knew it. With, oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, I knew I didn't have anything to worry about. But why do I have to do that? Come on, Tom. Come on, Bill. You know, don't, you know, I don't even know if I have fingernails left after last week, man. And, you know, I, um, I don't want it to be close. I don't want them to, to take their foot off the gas. I want Belichick and, and Brady to do what they do, to make the, the plays that Brady can make. And, you know, this whole, like, oh, if it wasn't for Belichick, Brady wouldn't be able – Brady makes incredible throws. Belichick didn't make that throw to right. to um, to Gronk down the sideline last week, you know, late in the game, third and – what was it, third and ten, I think it was, third yeah. and eight. Uh, he doesn't make that throw. He doesn't make that throw over the middle. And I'll tell you, goddamn what, Belichick doesn't make that catch that Edelman made, that one-handed catch across the middle. So, you know, stop. Stop with all of this this rigmarole when it comes to New England. You know, let's get in there. This is our ninth Super Bowl. Ninth. Think about that. Uh, you and I have spoken in the past on the show. I can probably go back and find it eventually where we talked about no one ever will have four Super Bowl appearances ever again. We were talking about the Bills for something, I think. No one will ever do it again. The bullshit. We're on the, we're on the precipice, brother. We're one, one year away from doing that. This is three in a row. You know? Right. So this weekend, I know that we, you know, I mean, we're the best team in the AFC. We may not you know, maybe the best team this year in the NFL, but New England has to come and make plays. I'm worried just 100%. I'm worried about our offensive line. Last week, they played incredible. But I'm just I'm worried about our offensive line with the defensive front that the Rams are going to throw at us. I mean, Indomitian Sue. Um, Aaron Donald. I mean, those those guys are studs, man. Um, what you know, put put my mind at ease a little bit, Mister Santos. All, all I can tell you on that front is that you know it wasn't that long ago where we thought J.J. Watt was 
the the best defensive player in the world. And, you know, you have him on the line. You have Clowney. And the one guy that I, I love his name the most, and I remember when he used to play at the University of Illinois, I believe, uh, Whitney Merciless. I think Merciless as a defensive <laughs> player is like an awesome last name. But all that three is a of them, good last name, actually. All, all three of them in the front, you know, what, front six, front seven of the, of the Texans. And, I mean, let's face it, other than Clowney, when they play the Patriots, you, you never hear J.J. Watt doing anything against the Patriots. You know, you, you know, once in a while you hear something about Clowney doing something, but I, I kind of, I kind of think, you know, one of the one of the things about Belichick that people really don't give him a lot of credit for is that he he takes something away from that other team every time they play. You know, mm-hmm. in the last game, in the last game, it was Tyreek Hill. Now, let's put it this way. If you can take Tyreek Hill, the fastest guy in the NFL, out of the game, I think he had one catch for 40 yards, uh, you're doing something right. And, I, and, that, and that's why I think, you know, they, if they can do that with him, they can probably, they could probably keep Brandon Cooks at bay in this game. But going back to the defense, he also had a plan whenever they played the, the Texans for J.J. Watt. Like I said, you rarely heard his name. In, in games against the Patriots. So I think that he has to be coming up with some type of scheme, you know, that they can do whenever, you know, they, they honestly feel as though it's going to be a blitzing situation or just to help out whichever guy Aaron Donald happens to be on. Now, one of the benefits for the Patriots, like you said, is that Brady doesn't stand back there forever and hold the ball. You know, unless somebody's coming at him free and unblocked, he he is able to throw the ball, you know, fairly quickly. You know, because again, he, they're unless they they really see something they like, the goal isn't to throw the ball downfield on one play. So, I I think that they can really, you know. Take care, take care of that line. You know, they've probably been scheming for that more so this whole two weeks than anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with it. So what do I need to worry about? <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about them not having um, any linebackers, you know, Belichick taking something away. Um Goff not being um, Patrick Mahomes, which, you know, you know, it's so funny because you and I watched that um, baseball card, you know, the Grand Slam collectibles. We watch their, their online videos regularly. And yeah. last year-ish, I would say even middle, beginning of the season last year, they were very high on Patrick Mahomes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you and I kind of snickered and kind of chuckled and, yeah, right-ish. And i, I got to be honest with you, they were right. We should have got our hands on as many Patrick Mahomes rookie cards as we could have because we're not going to be able to touch them here coming up. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so last week, the first half of that game, I was really, really, really excited. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. 
This can't be because this kid is very hyped. Now, I'm digressing because we're talking about um, Jared Goff here, and which is one of the, I don't want to call them issues, or one of the, the sticking points that I shouldn't have to worry about here um, in this game. But then tell me what I do need to worry about, dude. T- tell me how this could go awry or go badly for me, for us, for the Patriots. Honestly, I, I think it all really comes down to our our or excuse me, the Patriots defense against the Rams offense. If if Todd Gurley's a hundred percent, I think he's the key in this game. I think if you know, if he's the dual threat out of the backfield, you know, catching and running, because let's face it, the Patriots do have problems with running backs from time to time. And he is, he's a pretty big and strong guy. So, you know, he could get going here. So, that, But he's also really great at catching the ball. And, and let's face it, Jared Goff is, he, he can find him pretty easily out of the backfield. So I just think his health is, is, going to be a key factor here. He was basically non-existent in that NFC championship game, but they, he wasn't on the, uh, the injury report this past week. So what's, what's the deal? You know, that, that's kind of what I want to know. What, what is the deal with this guy? He didn't play much at the, you know, towards the end of the regular season. He didn't do much in that first game they had in the playoffs. You know, only carried a handful of times in that game against uh, the game against the Saints. So I don't know. I, I think he's the key. If he's healthy, watch out. It's it could be a track meet. You know, it could be it could be the end of the third quarter and fourth quarter. The, the Chiefs and you know Chiefs and Patriots. If not, then <clears throat> you're going to force uh, Goff to throw the ball to a couple of other guys and. You know, the Patriots' secondary is pretty good, even though they didn't really look that great last week or, you know, in that game against the Chiefs. But, so, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things, you know, until you really see how the flow of the game's going. And like I was saying, you know, the Patriots have a tendency of, in the Super Bowl, you know, not really doing much in the first quarter anyway. And everybody says all the two teams are feeling each other out. That could be true, but I, I just think, you know, the Patriots just need to come out, establish their dominance on offense, you know, put some pressure on Goff, because I, I don't think Goff is, I mean, look, and, you know, the two weeks ago, whenever it was the final four teams, Goff was the number four quarterback out of the four. Absolutely. You know, he was. What was Brady looked, number one? He, no. Going in, going into the weekend, I don't see how you could say Brady was the the one quarterback you'd want to have. It would probably be Mahomes, but you know Brady and Breeze too, based on based on their season. Agreed. But you know, let's let's face it. I mean, Goff is still young. Goff hasn't really had to prove it yet. I mean, he's good, but he really hasn't, you know, had to put up numbers or anything like that. The best game he had was that Monday night game against the Chiefs. 
where they scored a total of like a hundred and something points all, all together. So I, I just kind of think that it's all going to come down to Gurley. I mean, that's kind of my, my thought on it. Does he play? I think, well, you know, he played in that NFC championship game. He didn't play much. Like I said, I, if he was out there for 10 plays, I mean, that's probably around where he was at, you know, a week and a half ago. I think, you know, in order for the Rams to have a chance in this game, I just feel like he has to, you know, basically be like James White in that Super Bowl against the Falcons. You know, he basically has to be the man in that game. I'm still not at ease. I'm still not at ease, dude. I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be. I mean, you know, I'm not asking you to, to – yeah, probably not. I mean, it's, this is this is one of those things that's like, you know, we all say, you know, the Patriots can get to the Super Bowl, but once they're there, it's like something's off sometimes with them. <laughs> Always it feels you know, like. You know, like. You know, like I said, it's like they can never really put it to a team in a Super Bowl. Why is that? What is the I problem? I don't know, because they always start off slow. They can never score any damn points in the first quarter. That's their problem. You know, everything Everything kind of points to they should win this game handily. You know, the best defense that they've played so far in the playoffs, including, you know, this game coming up, believe it or not, the Chargers' defense was the best one. And you saw what they did against the Chargers. Defensive line, it, probably really close, closer than you may think you know, talent-wise, to the Rams' defensive line. You know, but that being said, you know, it's the Super Bowl, so who the hell knows what, what, what they're going to do. <clears throat> you know, so, all, you know, so all, all factors are kind of pointing Patriots. But like, but like you said, and like we've said this whole time, they have to come out, and they can't beat around the bush. They have to, you know... Like you said, keep the, keep the foot on the throat, keep going. You know, no like no like little gimme plays. You know, don't do any stupid little, you know, no turnovers, no dumb fumbles. Because they always they, that's what that's what they always do. There's always some bonehead play where they uh they just turn the ball over. At, at the most inopportune time, and it gives the other team in a good field position, or you know, it's it's always something with them. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him go three and out on, or I'm not. I'm sorry, a, a long sustained drive and get down to like the the 44 yard line, and you know, just do some dumb shit, you know. And then it's a 61-yard field goal, and we're punting. You know, a long, sustained drive should should yield points. And I'm not saying, you know, man, I'm I'm so nitpicky, I'm so bitchy, I'm so like angry when it comes to the Patriots and their play calling. But I mean, Christ's sake, we're in our ninth Super Bowl. We're you know, it's not like we're we're some you know ham and egger <laughs> that right. You know, is just you know, really nilly. I mean, we consistently get offensive and defensive coordinators hired as, as, um, 
you know, head coaches and, and people moving up and people moving up. But but we always seem to, you know, make plays that leave me scratching my head. And I'm like, what are we doing, man? Why are we doing this? Why are we calling a run play on third and, third and nine, you know, just a, a draw play? I mean, to punt the ball away after we just had a an eight-minute drive? I mean, come on, man. It drives me crazy. I want to smash my head against the wall. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Some of the sometimes those those some of those plays. You're right. They just you, you sit there and you're just thinking to myself, what is going on here? Like what happened between this drive and the one that they just had that would that would make you do something like that? And that's right. and that's what made and that's what made that second possession they had against the Chiefs that much more agonizing. Is when you know they were able to follow up that long seven-and-a-half-minute drive that they had to start the game with another long drive the whole way down to the two, and they, they couldn't do anything. They, they couldn't get a point out of that. Right. I mean, so you're going you're gonna to have the same goddamn play, same series, and then you're going to you know, get points out of one, and, and then what? We're going to you know, kick, kick away. I, I, I just, you know. Just want to mash my head against the wall. Yeah. But so who um, who is going to be the the game changer for you uh, on Sunday? I mean, I know we can talk about Brady all day long. Um, we're, are we, we're, mean, we're taking Brady, take take Brady off the table. Take, exactly. I mean, because Brady. What, so we got five wins. He's got four MVPs. You know, let's. Let's take him off the table. Who's going to be your game changer um, coming out on Sunday? Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to, I might surprise you. Although I kind of called it in the, in the AFC championship game, I'm going to stick with the guy. I'm going to go Sony Michelle. I think he had a hundred. What did he have in the AFC Championship game? Was like one forty or one? I think it was like it was one one twenty one and two touchdowns. I'll I'll take that all day long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, heck, just just give me a hundred. You know, I I think I don't even need I don't even need him to get a hundred. I need him to get him like I need him to get like eighty yards that are like hard yards, like third and four. I, get me five. Yeah. I need him to get me, yeah. you know, I don't need you to get me a touchdown. I don't need you to score me anything, but just make the plays when I'm relying on you to give me four or five yards, tough yards. And that kid can do right. it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really impressed with how he's come this year. He started off kind of lousy, you know, to the point where a lot of people were calling him phony, Michelle. Um. You know, but he was hurt. I mean, he was banged up in preseason. Um, I, I think he missed the first game of the year, and then he came back for the second one, which, you know, they lost. He looked really bad there. Of course, the whole team looked bad. But, I mean, as the year has kind of gone on, I mean, the, the kids look – he looks really good at, at running back. Now, if only they can get him to catch the ball a little bit. I mean, I think that's what right. they're going to have to work on this offseason is, you know, him catching the ball. Right. But, you know, the way he can kind of just keep those legs moving and pick up yards, go forward, you know, they don't, they don't really, you know, not many times do they expect him to, like, go 
know, horizontal with the line of scrimmage, you know, to the outside, either direction, you know, which is good because that drives me nuts whenever, you know, it's third and two and they run five yards along, you know, with the, the line of scrimmage and can't pick up two yards going forward. I mean, that, that drives me absolutely nuts. But, you know, whenever he, he's, he's getting that tough yardage. So, I, I, like you said, I kind of hope that he gets in there. He can, you know, all positive, you know, go forward. Don't, and, and most importantly, just don't turn the ball over. But I think if, yeah, they can I, establish, if they can establish a running game, I think that's what they need to do. Because that just I, makes, that just makes the, the lack of, you know, really spectacular linebackers even even more of a vulnerability for for Brady to exploit. Absolutely. That's what I was just going to say. I don't need you <clears throat> excuse me. I don't I haven't really worried about anybody fumbling them all. I mean James White, I mean really the kid has fumbled one time in his career, I think, right? I mean something crazy like that. Um yeah. You know, Sony Michelle is not notorious to cough the ball up, you know, Brady got all kinds of um, protection last week, so I'm not really worried about turning the ball over, fumbling. I'm more worried about Brady making just like kind of silly like throws, like just trying to do too much. So, you know, you you get me those tough yards, man. You just, you know, on first down, get me three, and on second down. Get me four, and that's I'm, I'm at third and three, and I'm good all day long with Brady third and three all day long because now we're running the ball, pounding it and pounding it, and then you know we're gonna get Edelman sitting down, and then we're gonna get um, um, Gronk kind of going across the middle. I mean, we're gonna get you know, I mean, I mean now you're starting to make me feel better, Mister Nate. Now you're starting to make me. You know, talk it out, man. I, I don't have a whole lot of support when I try to talk to my buddies about the Patriots and just help me get through it and help me talk about it. But you're getting me through it, dude. I appreciate it. Keep going. Okay, that's what I'm here for. That's why. That's what I'm here that's, for. And if, that's reason number two billion eight hundred sixty-two trillion. I don't even know. But why you're the best color man in the game? I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> um, where where do we see? Okay, so we're in the Super Bowl Fifty Three. <clears throat> where do we see New England next year? Wow. Yeah, but listen, we go all out here on Santos and Lot. We 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 are. Help me out. Help me out with my verbiage here. We are the. I don't know. The, the I don't even know either. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, it, it kind of sounds like they're going to have a lot of, you know, some rebuilding to do, which, you know, can be a little scary. I, I think, I think Gronkowski's done. You think he retires this year? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. And even, and even, you know, Devin McCourty was talking about it. You know, they were – I guess somebody was asking him about it at one of those uh, media days. I don't know if it was Monday or yesterday, but he, even he said that, you know, 
he's, he, I mean, he, and he's been around, he's like 31 or 32 years old. So he's been around for a while. You don't really realize that, but, you know, he said, you know, this year, if they, if they were to win it again, you know, especially having now having his twin brother on the team and having, you know, winning a championship in the NFL with his brother, he said, there's really not much else that I would need to do, you know, to have a, to have a, a successful career. So, I mean, when, when you're saying stuff like that, I don't want to say it sounds like he's kind of checked out because I don't think that's the case with him, but it, it kind of sounds like if they were to win, you know, he's kind of checked off all the boxes, uh, you know, for himself. So that this, this could be the last game for him. So coaching, tell me where you see, um, so Brady basically said that he got asked the question the other day, if you win, you know, what are the odds you retire? He said, zero. I zero. have set, I have set a goal for myself to play the 45. Um, there's 0% that I'm going to retire. Um, you know, I'm going to play the 45. Basically he said, quit asking me is <laughs> basically what he said. Um, yeah. we're going to lose some, we're going to lose our, um, defensive coordinator. Um, Right, that's uh, correction. We're we're going to be losing the guy on the team that calls the defensive plays because he's he does not have the defensive coordinator title. Oh, okay. And who, everybody who wonders why nobody, <clears throat> nobody. The Patriots, as of right now, do not have a defensive coordinator. Okay, I I I stand correct. It, Reason number eight million six hundred and fifty three thousand that you're the best in the game. Yeah. Um But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So what's his name? I keep forgetting. It's like Brian Flores. Flores, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna move on. Um Josh McDaniels has been mentioned as far as head coaching. Um, positions. However, he has squashed that and said, "Nope, I'll be back next yep. year, uh, right here where I'm where I'm welcome." Um, let me ask this question: Is he the heir apparent to Bill? You know, I don't know. I he I mean he could possibly be the heir apparent. Um, the only the only thing is, I mean, you've always, I'm sure everybody's heard the expression, you don't want to be the one that follows the legend. You want to be the one that follows the one that follows the legend. True. I mean, and, let, and let's face it. I mean, you know, Belichick leaves. There's still a pretty big chance that he stay. He just moves up into a into a suite and becomes like the general manager of the president of operations or, or something. He's going to be in that. I, I really can't see him just being gone from football altogether. So not only are you replacing him, you still have the man looking over your shoulder. That's, that's going to be tough that's, for whoever goes in there. But I mean, yeah, at true. this point, I mean, I mean, if the guy wants it, you know, Hey, more power to him, you know, give it to him. 
if, if that if nobody else better comes along. You know, I mean, maybe maybe he's learned a couple of tricks along the way here. <laughs> you think? <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, I'm just trying to think of like. You know, what surprises do you think come out of Sunday? Do you think there's going to be a, um, hey, I, this is it, Edelman, is this it for him? Um, you know, Chris Hogan, is this it for him? I mean, you know, I mean, we're clearly not going to see the same New England Patriots team next year. You know, it, right. I mean, that is right. just – that is just par for the course. And when you're Patriots fan, you know, my favorite players were Vince Wilfork and Richard Seymour. And see where that got me? They both, you know, they were traded, released. You know, it's it, it, Bill shows loyalty until you don't do it for Bill anymore. And, and, and I have no problem with Bill doing that. Um, right. He's got me to nine Super Bowls. I'll take it. Um, yep. You know, Chandler Jones, I, I, I kind of have a, a, a personal spot in my heart for him. You know, Bill traded him. You know, it is what it is, man. I mean, you know, when you when you are not on Bill's level anymore, it's it's time to go. So, yep. What um, what do you see? What surprises do you see Sunday? Sunday after the game. We talk Monday. We talk next Wednesday. You say, "Holy crap! I can't believe X happened." Wow. Um. I I think I'm gonna go with Gronkowski just saying that he's done. I don't think well, you he waits a long. couple minutes ago that you thought he was gonna be done. Well, yeah, but until somebody actually says that, I mean, I don't, I don't want them to. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't see anything. I don't see anything coming out by next week. You know how everybody is. You know they want to, they want to. I mean, unless, unless it's like a John Elway type of a thing, or you know the Jeter Rivera or David Ortiz like farewell tour. It's like you don't really have any clue what these guys are thinking. I mean. I mean, hell, everybody kind of thought Brady might be done after that Falcon Super Bowl. But, I mean, look, he's, he's still here. Truth. Truth. You know, but I don't see, I don't see Belichick going anyplace. I don't see, you know, I don't, I don't really see any surprises. I mean, un- unless there's an injury. I mean, you know, if, you know, Edelman gets banged up pretty good, you know, I know he was. He probably had a concussion in that game against the Seahawks, but he stayed in the game. You know, something like that again. You know, maybe. But I mean, but other than that, and you know, those are like the key guys. You know, so I really don't think anybody else just hanging it up after that's really, really a big story. You know. Hmm. You said something, and I wanted to. I wanted to. Um, rebut, but I forgot. Um, shoot, because it was it was a good point, and I wanted to um, to discuss it. But hmm. 
anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, we're not going to find out anything Sunday, Monday, whatever. I understand that, but I'm just thinking like, you know, I don't know, man. I, I just think like, you know what worries me most is Edelman. I am good with losing Gronk. I'm not good with losing Gronk. we got to get something back in return for him. He's going to retire, I think. But, you know, if if they're not going to re-sign him, because his contract is up this year, isn't it? Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. And based on all of the injuries that he's had, you know, they're not going to – no, I think I think he's under contract this coming year, but they're going to want him to restructure that, that contract. He's, I mean, they got because to, right? I mean, that, yeah, because – you know, he, the thing with, you know, him and Brady, you know, they're both in the same boat. They, they sign these, um, oh, incentive laden contracts and neither of them really hit on any of those incentives. So I think they're going to have to give them something, you know, more concrete as far as the financial aspect goes. But I mean, you just have to take Gronkowski aside and said, Hey, look, you only yeah. played in this this number of games last year. You right. only had this many of targets, this many receptions, this many yards, and this many touchdowns. We can't pay you this type of money for that minimal production. Right. So in order in order for us, I mean, I mean they could, I mean theoretically they could cut him if he doesn't want to restructure. They could cut him. And for the guy that basically has no real trade value because he said last year he's not gonna he's not gonna go to any other team that Tom Brady is not the quarterback for to play. Yep. So I, I really don't know what you can do with this guy at this point other than you know, try to get him to take less and talk some sense into him. Which I mean, his favorite number is sixty nine. Are you really gonna talk sense into this guy? I don't know, but I'll tell you what, at uh, at media day, he did ask the question, what's six times nine plus six plus nine? Oh, so that's six, six nine, that... six nine, and that, and that does equal 69. Shut the fuck up. Does it really? He's such yeah. an idiot. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, and I would absolutely hate him if he wasn't on the Patriots. Absolutely. You kidding me? I would be like, you're such an idiot. (laughs) But, you know, I I appreciate his, I mean, he's still a kid at heart, which I appreciate. He reminds me of Brett Favre a little bit. You know, Brett Favre, you know, didn't really, wasn't quite as much of an idiot in public as Gronk is, but Brett seemed to, like have a good time, you know, just kind of roll with it and, you know, just whatever, you know, he, he didn't take himself too seriously, I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. But all right, dude, the time is now. I mean, we're getting close to um, our shut up and listen portion of the, the show. So I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. I need you to tell me. I need you. To, so I'm going to ask you a couple of things. We're in the Super Bowl now. So okay. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you, um, a couple things. Um, tell me, my marker went dry. So hang on a second. Um, tell me, I need a score. I need. Let's see, what do you want to do for for picks here? 
Um, you do score, MVP. Um, there, you know, there's one prop bet that I kind of want to do just for the hell of it. And that is, it's actually one of the most, one of the most heavily betted prop bets right now. Uh, what song is, Will, is Maroon 5 no. going to open up with? No, screw Maroon 5. <laughs> well, that's one of the most. Uh, I'm just it's, it's uh, Will James Devlin score a touchdown. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like they're going to – because he's not long for the, the league anymore, right? I mean, he's pretty old, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Plus, a lot of teams don't even carry a fullback. He does an incredible job. Yeah. And there was a, and there was like a two or three week span this year where he scored like three touchdowns or four touchdowns. But that's the that's one of the most bet on prop bets for the Super Bowl. Um. So Joe Devlin. Okay. And then let's have – so we'll pick scorer, MVP, Joe Devlin, and we'll say the Gatorade or coin toss. Let's do coin toss. That's simple. Okay. All right. So where, where, where are we starting? We'll start with coin toss. Coin toss? Yeah. Uh, Matthew Slater always picks heads. The Patriots always lose the coin toss, so I'm going to say the coin toss is going to be tails. I have bet the the coin toss on my bookie thing for the last 13 years. I bet heads every time, and I won't change it. I'm going to do it again okay. this year, so I'll take heads. Okay. Give me uh, Joe Devlin. Uh, you mean you mean James Devlin? That's you know what I mean. Yeah. I want to read you. It's one of those things. I kind I kind I kind of want to see him do it, but I'm going to say no. Oh, damn. I gotta agree with that. I say no. James Devlin does not score a touchdown. As much as I want them just to hand the ball off to him and just punch it in. And even if I lose, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put like a buck on it on the website and just see if I hit it because that would be awesome. Give me something to root for. That would be yeah. awesome if they yeah. score that. Um, James Devlin, no. Um, the score of the Super Bowl. I'm going to say, wow. All right. I'm going to say, 34-24 Patriots. Um, 45. <laughs> wow. 17 Patriots. Holy hell. Wow. Yeah, brother. I'll tell you what, man. I hope you're right 
because then that way I don't have to freaking, you know, need to raid my parents' house for blood pressure medication, but half <laughs> Oh, Christ. Um, give me the MVP, Brady. Just because Brady's too easy, I'm going to say, huh, just for the just for the hell of it, I'm going to say Edelman. Just for the hell Edelman. of it. Okay. If I had to, if, if I had to put money on it, I obviously I'd put it on Brady. That's kind of dumb not to, but Right. Just for the heck of it, I, I think I think Edelman. Okay. Ugh. So we are under the shut up and listen portion of this show, as we always do. It's a critically acclaimed shut up and listen portion of this especially, show, especially this week. <laughs> yeah. So you go ahead, my friend, because I know you have something to talk about in regards to um, football, and I have something to talk about in regards to the NFL. And I will be right back because um, I hear some screaming out in my backyard. <laughs> so I'll be right back. I'm going to listen. Oh, good Lord. Go ahead. Okay. So anyways, uh, shut up and listen to all of you people out there that just hate the Patriots. It probably hasn't been a good two weeks for you. I get it. Believe me, if it would have been the Steelers, I'd probably be in the same position. But at least know your facts. All of these talking heads on the NFL Network, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, whatever whatever it is you listen to, even they don't have their facts straight. It's unbelievable, unbelievable how many times I still hear the Patriots taped our practice, the Patriots taped the walkthrough, Marshall Falk says it, Eric Dickerson says the Patriots taped his walkthrough. He wasn't even on the Rams team whenever the whole Spygate thing went down. All of these, all of these players, I mean, even I, I heard an interview with uh, somebody affiliated with the, with the Eagles, and they said that they, didn't pur- they purposely didn't practice certain plays that they did run in the Super Bowl because they were afraid the Patriots were, were videotaping the practice. That idiot Mike Tomlin from the Steelers, he says the same damn thing. Um, I, I know that Spygate kind of went down in 2007. Um, the Patriots' first Super Bowl was, what, 2002? That was the Rams game. And for those of you out there that are wondering, what's he talking about? The Patriots did videotape practices. Um, no, shut up and listen. Spygate had absolutely nothing to do with the Patriots taping practices. What Spygate actually was out there, and it's kind of ridiculous that I even have to explain this, because you would think all of these trusted voices that are on ESPN and all of these other stations would know this. They just keep regurgitating the same garbage to us, and and people just take it. Why? Because they hate the Patriots. I don't have a problem if you don't like the Patriots. Just Know what you're talking about, because you just sound like an ignorant loser of a bad team whenever you come to me and say that the Patriots are taping practices. Spygate was not taping practices. Spygate was the Patriots 
and every team is able to videotape during a game, you know, hand signals, gestures from the other team's sideline. The problem is you can't do it from field level. You have to do it from a designated area, I guess, in the stands by the press box that has a roof over it. All the teams were told to stop doing it on the sidelines. The Patriots were caught doing it on the sidelines. Is it still a rule violation? Yes. However, is it them videotaping practices? Absolutely. Big hell no, that's not what it was. And it's so funny whenever, and I've heard this a couple of times with these, with a couple of radio stations, they, they're interviewing, you know, Guys that are, you know, you would think know what they're talking about, and all they keep doing is they claim, they swear on their parents' graves that the Patriots cheated, the Patriots tape practices, and then whenever they're asked what was Spygate, they say, oh, they taped the Rams' practice. It had nothing to do with the Rams. I mean, this is just how ridiculous this whole story has gotten. If you want to hate on the Patriots, Give me a reason that's actually factual. There's a guy that works in Boston media. I don't know if he's still there, but he was at the time. He made the story up. The NFL called him to try to get you know, some type of proof that the Patriots did, in fact, tape practices. None was provided. That is not what it was. And But I'll tell you what, Spygate doesn't look as sexy whenever it's, oh, well, they were taping a game which they're allowed to do, but they were in the wrong place. That's just too difficult to say. And for some people, that might not even make any sense. Because it's, like it's, like I said, it's a rule. They didn't follow it. They got what they got. But it doesn't sound as sexy as, they're taping my team's practices. You're an idiot. <laughs> Shut up. Figure out what you're talking about. Don't sound like an ignorant fan that's just a crybaby because Tom Brady is kicking your team's ass every year. And. Hello? And what? I said end. Oh, end. I thought you said and. Usually we we end it with shut up and listen. So I apologize. That was my bad because I thought you said and. Um, no, I totally agree. I, you know, listen, being a, I didn't grow up in the area you grew up in, um, you know, your family grew up in, whatever. So I don't have the ties that you do. So I'm kind of new to the Patriots, new meaning like 1994, um, Drew Bledsoe. Um, but I'm just tired of hearing everything is cheating. Oh, Spygate, um, Deflategate, um, you know whatever gate it's just so annoying and i didn't you know to be honest with you 100 percent honest with you i didn't even i don't even pay much attention to the gate stories so i didn't know that spy gate was was that innocent i didn't realize that that it was not more i really thought that it was you know there was a guy because I knew teams were allowed to 
to videotape and allowed to watch games and this, that, and the other thing. But I didn't realize it was that innocent. So um, I'm going to I'm going to do. I mean, it's it's not it's not really innocent. I mean, I mean, the league sent a memo out to everybody saying you can no longer film here. You have to do it over there. And for whatever, I mean, it's it's the arrogance of Belichick. Really, he just either. I mean, I, I can't I can't say that he he forgot. I mean, the guy seems to know everything that's going on. It's almost like he just didn't care. But then you had Eric Mangini called him out on it, and ba- they basically, you know, they they basically got him. But it's I mean, it's it's kind of silly that here we are, twelve years later, and you still have people like Marshall Falk and. Everybody else that did play in the game, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson and everybody else saying that the Patriots were taping their practices. It's like that's completely garbage. You know, that was 12 years ago, and they still don't have the facts straight. It's, they Who just, do you they think would ever st- – sorry, dude. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, they don't they – don't, they can't – you know, kind of like Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men, they can't handle the truth. They don't want to hear it because they feel like they got slighted. And they're just going to stick to it because it, it makes them feel better. Well, that's great if you're just a player that doesn't have uh, any, you know, any media outlet backing you. These guys are on the NFL Network. They're on ESPN. You have to have your shit together. You can't just go on there and say whatever the hell you want and not have any ramifications for it. How about we talk about their Hall of Famers too, right? A Marshall Falk, isn't he? Hall of Famer. Yeah. But but every time he talks about the Patriots, it's they cheated. They taped our practices before the Super Bowl. Well, bullshit. Prove it. Uh, Spygate, yeah. not what Spygate was, moron. Now I'm pissed off again. You you, you put me at ease a little bit ago, and now you're pissing me off again, Mister Nate. I, not at you. I, I, I should pissed. I should I should not have this type of mind control over you to change your mind and to make you do things you don't want to do. <laughs> You do, man. Listen, I I live vicariously through you, just so you know, because I I enjoy our time together, uh, whether it be on the radio, the phone, um, text messages, going out to wrestling events. I enjoy spending some time with you. So you do control me you know. in my mind. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. I feel the same way. Oh, you don't want to be a part of this mind. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and listen. Um, WWE. Yikes. <laughs> All of WWE. Shut up and listen. Vince McMahon, Linda McMahon, Shane, Stephanie, Hunter, uh, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to call you Paul. Um. Finn Fitly, shut up and listen, WWE. Um, you ruined my favorite pay-per-view. Um, you made it almost unwatchable for me. I was so angry. I was falling asleep. Um, you, you know, your your product is garbage lately. Um, shut up and listen. Everybody that is in creative in any way, shape, or form 
giving me this pile of mess, this hot garbage, this dumpster fire that is Monday Night Raw, that is um, SmackDown Live. I, I mean... <laughs> Tell, tell us how you I'm really sorry. feel. I had to take a breath. I'm sorry. I had to breathe. That, that's good. Um, I, I, I just get so annoyed that I spend $10. Like, honestly, I get paid Friday, and I'm down to my last, like, $45, and they took out $10 today. $9.99, $9.99 for, the, for the thing. Why? Why am I? Why am I doing this? Uh, you're giving me garbage product. People are leaving, well, which I think is a work. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, <clears throat> shut up and listen. Just creative, I guess. I guess I'm going to give creative the shut up and listen. I was going to give all of WWE, but mm, not really. Well, they're all they're all part of it. But I I I, I see where you're going. Yeah. I, I just get so frustrated. I just can't do it, man. I just can't get behind some of the nonsense that I'm seeing. For instance, well, no, let me do this. Let me just say, shut up and listen creative. Moving on. I <laughs> cannot get behind creative when they give me um, our truth last night against Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> and they give me that botched um, finish, and then they give me Rusev right after. I mean, clearly, um, Shinsuke was going to drop a title to our truth. Clearly, I mean, it had to be because he came out and he still beat um, Rusev. So it had to be, but yeah. it was a mess. Yeah, that that whole thing was ugly. That what, was ugly. What? I'm, you know, excuse my language, but what the fuck happened, man? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. It's almost like it's almost like it was supposed to be a two count. But somebody like was in the referee's ear earpiece saying, "Hey, we got to hurry this up," because it's not like, you know, that's the problem with SmackDown. It's not like Raw where it can run over eleven o'clock, you know, or you know, at ten o'clock, this show's got to be done and over with. So they're they are up against the hard clock all the time. So I think that that's probably what it was, that it was running, you know, the show was running long for whatever reason. Maybe it was that first segment. But they just had to, you know, kind of speed things up a little bit, and and the the wrestlers like weren't really aware or on board with it. Whose fault is that, though? Uh, well, I I probably say the person that's in the gorilla position, which is normally Vince McMahon. <clears throat> Not on Tuesday, right? You think he's there every week? Oh yeah, he, he's he's there for both shows, and they didn't they didn't go anywhere. They were in Phoenix oh, yeah. the whole weekend. Yeah, truth, truth. That's truth. So I, I'm thinking that they, 
you know, he was probably there. And he's, let's face it, he has a, he has a, he has a jet to get to wherever the heck he needs to go to. So he's, he's there at all of them, I would guess. But whoever it was, it's like you need to go tell them, okay, we're going to speed it up, so we're going to do this. And then the referee, the referee is kind of like the one that, that kind of tells them what's going on too from time to time. So I think between, you know, between them and the referee, or, or maybe the, or maybe maybe the guys didn't hear it. I don't know, but it it looked it looked bad. Yeah, I was almost embarrassed that Truth, like it was exciting. I would have loved to see Truth win because they would have done a dance break and they would have broke it down, and then you know they would have had a good time with it. Because I'd like that. I you know I know that Truth is not someone that you're going to hang your strap on for a long time. I get that. It's going back to Rusev or Shinsuke. There's going to be a triple threat somewhere along the way and blah, blah, blah. I get that. But last night would have been fun. You know, it would have been a good time on a Tuesday night after the Rumble to put it on Truth and they do their thing, him and Carmella. That would have been fun for a little bit. But they screwed that up royally. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that's really where my shut up and listen comes in because I'm just tired. I'm tired of the the, the nonsense or the um, what's the word I'm looking for the the you know the bottle feeding that they give us the the just straight disrespect like. They know that we're not dumb fans anymore. Like back in the eighties, nineties, the 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 Attitude Era, like they could have fed us anything with like somebody in their underwear or yeah. somebody just like Stone Cold or The Rock coming out and doing a great promo or making a mess of the the ring, and that would have got over. But now, like the the fans have evolved. You know, I mean, we've evolved. Like back then, right. I really was that fan. I was like, hey, you know. Um, um, Stone Cold's blowing milk all over the place, you know. I, or beer, I'm sorry, not milk, because milk was with um, Kurt, Kurt Angle. What's his name? Kurt Angle, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was me. But now I'm a 43 year old man with two kids, and I try to watch this with him, and it's like uh, it's it's painful at times. Um, yeah. And then they gave us. Probably my favorite pay-per-view of the year, the Royal Rumble. I mean, you and I talked about this. And, dude, i got to be honest with you. I have sent you, on numerous occasions, um, job postings for writer um, at the corporation. I don't know to apply. Because you were spot on, spot on for both Royal Rumble matches. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I, I was I was kind of yeah. I, I don't really know what to say. It's they're not for some reason, and we were spot on last year. Oscar and Shinsuke last year. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. These the I mean, when it's thirty freaking people in a match, it shouldn't be easy to pick who the winner is, or you should be able to narrow it down to like two or three. But to pick them all four of the matches, you know, two last year, two this year, right? Something's wrong with that, in my opinion. Now, I uh, 
and and getting back to creative, you know, I'll bring it up because, I mean, you you mentioned it, I saw it, but because I know you didn't like the finish of the Women's Royal Rumble, I wasn't going to say it because that was only going to add fuel to your fire, but you saw it, you noticed it. You know, Nia Jax pushes Becky Lynch off the steps to get back in the ring. Uh, Becky Lynch starts grabbing her right knee. I think it was Graves or it was... uh, Graves or Tom Phillips, because I don't think Michael Cole was out there for that one. I don't think so either, yeah. I think it was Graves says, oh, she's she's holding her right, she, well, initially it's she's holding her knee, she's holding her knee, and then they say it's her right knee, and then the camera goes back to her, and then she's holding her left knee this time. It's like... Yeah. I mean, did, did she mess that up? Did... I mean, because she was basically grabbing the right knee initially whenever she hit the ground. I mean, almost like... That's what she thought she was supposed to be doing. I mean, did one of the referees at ringside whisper in her ear, hey, it's supposed to be your left knee? But at that point, like, why, why change it? And you've already started with the right knee. I mean, just, just go with it. Right. I didn't understand that, why they didn't go with it. I, I don't either. I, that's just, to me, that's just, that's just silly. And, you know, I, I haven't really heard anybody else really – say anything about that so I, I and I think it's just because Becky is so over right now that everybody just doesn't care hmm. so why don't no. you tell us why you think why you don't like Becky Lynch winning that and why you think Charlotte should have won? I, I don't not like. Did I even make sense there? I don't not no. like. So that I means you do not like. like <laughs> no, I don't not like Becky Lynch. Right. Okay. I, I like her. I I I. I think she's great. I mean, she is so over right now. She could honestly you know, kill puppies and, you know, people would find a way to, to, to like her, but I, you know, it was so predictable. The, the rumble was so predictable. I, I really was trying to find, like I was trying to hold on to that, that hope that Lynch wasn't going to come out at 30 um, and, or maybe not 30. I, I figured truth would at least get his, his, his way in to the rumble and you know, get eliminated or do something stupid or think he was in the elimination chamber. You know, yeah. he's funny to me. He makes me laugh. So let him do his piece. I didn't think he was going to get snubbed out by Becky, but, or by, um, Great, oh, no, that's not, yeah. No. Um, I got two things on my mind. I apologize. Um, so I'm trying to think of what I was just going to say, because now I have, now I'm thinking about uh, Nia Jax and now it's pissing me off. Anyway, um, this whole thing with Becky, dude, you know, she comes out, Lana, you know, with the, with, with the gimpy leg and, you know, you knew from minute one that that's where she was going. That's where it was going to, was going to lead. I was just hoping, I was just praying that maybe we can get through the night and, you know, 
let let Lynch lose and, and, and let her get into to, to WrestleMania. I mean, she's going to get there anyway. She's she's the most over man or female in the entire company right now. And I don't really know why. I don't know how it came about like that. Um, and I don't even know how she will how that train will end for her. I was thinking about this last night. Like, she's so over that when does it end for her? Who's going to be the next that becomes more over than her. So I think she's in a very, very good spot. Um, so I didn't think that it had to be uh, Sunday night. Um, I don't know. I guess that's just kind of, you know, put Charlotte in and then get Becky in there. You know, kind of pull her along, you know, let let it kind of play out that she's going to work her way into the, the main event of, Roy, or of uh, WrestleMania and, and let her, you know, kind of fight her way through and, and be the, the fighting champion kind of thing into WrestleMania. That's kind of the way I was thinking. I think I was thinking that Charlotte gets in by winning the Rumble. It's set and she's going to face, um, you know, um, Rhonda, and then something happens between Rhonda and Becky, and that's kind of the way I was going with it. Let's see. I, I I just kind of look at it as all you have to do is listen to the fans. And I'm not saying in every decision WWE makes that you have to listen to the fans. Well, because, they do I mean, now. Because, <laughs> well, in, in some ways, I, I still think – I think fans are kind of not liking Ronda Rousey lately. Oh no, she's I, getting booed all over the place. Yeah, I mean even, I mean even with Becky on a different show, Ronda is getting booed all over the place. And she comes out. It's like I don't know if you saw her promo Monday night. She comes out. She starts talking about like dreams. I'm like, who the hell are you to start talking about dreams? Like, she, just shut up. She you know, she like, got I don't so know, flustered. She did. Oh, she didn't know what to do. Because yeah, because she's not. She's not. The she's crowd not used to being booed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were. They were ruthless. Yep. But I mean, I think I think the problem with all of this is the fact that I don't what what match was that where I think it was it was supposed to be you know Becky Lynch worked her ass off the whole summer. And she was still like the lovable, you know, Irish girl because, you know, Charlotte was out, injured or whatever. And then she finally got the, you know, the number one contender spot to have a match in a pay-per-view against Carmella. And then Charlotte basically came back, and because her last name was Flair, she got put in that as a triple threat. She won. And that's where Becky kind of like turned and just beat the hell out of Charlotte. I and then the next, that. and then the next paper, but the crowd loved it. The crowd was actually booing Charlotte then, you know, for just coming back and just being able to walk back out and just magically getting put in that match because her last name was Flair. So I think that's kind of when the crowd was like, they, I think they had one of those moments where, I mean, let's face it, you, know, you and I have both said many times before, 
Charlotte's the best thing they got in the women's division by far. By Agreed. far. Agreed. But you also kind of have to look at, you know, they wanted to have, I mean, let's face it, I think at that time they wanted to have Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. But the fact is, you know, Ronda's popularity was starting to slide. You got people now booing Charlotte and wanting Becky Lynch. You have to basically shoot Becky Lynch to the moon to make it work for WrestleMania. You can't have her go back to clawing to get herself in because she's already done that. So I kind of look at it as you need to get her in that match with and, – and they tried that. At, at Survivor Series, that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Becky Lynch against Ronda Rousey, and then um, you know, Nia Jax was just careless, and even though she's injured so many people before, actually punches Becky Lynch in the face and breaks her face – causes a concussion. So what do they do? They have to put Charlotte in. So they already gave us Charlotte and Ronda Rousey at a pay-per-view. They still haven't given you Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey at a pay-per-view. That's why they had to go this route. And, and I'm, and I'm going to call it now. I was going to wait until a little bit later in the show, but I will call it right now. And I'm going to ask you, Mr. London, you remember that NXT TakeOver Brooklyn show. It was after Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Sasha Banks got called up, but Sasha Banks was still the NXT champion, and she had a match at that pay-per-view against Bayley, and that was like Bayley winning the, the women's title for the first time, right? I think, I've had, I think I, I've had you watch that match at least once or twice. I, I but, think I've seen it, yes. But that's, but that's the one that at the end, you know, after Bailey wins, um, Charlotte and Becky come out, and then the four of them, like, all hug because it was, like, the four horsewomen yeah, the type four of the horse thing. the four horsewomen, yes. And yes, that yes. was – I'm going to go out on a limb right now. At 11.30 or, excuse me, on, at 10.30, January 30th, 2019, we see that same picture again at the close of WrestleMania. I think Charlotte beats Asuka for the title. And I think Bailey and Sasha Banks become the women's tag team champions, if they aren't already going into that, because I think they're doing those at the next pay-per-view, which is uh, the Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber, yeah. But I have a feeling, and then you have... Becky Lynch beats Rousey at the end because if not, that place is going to freaking riot. <laughs> and I have—I got to be honest, I, I agree with that. I, I think. and I and I just I just think you're going to see all four of them in the ring with a belt doing the same thing all over again, and it, because it's going to be the first time women have main evented a a, a royal or a, excuse me a WrestleMania pay-per-view. And that was going to be one of my questions. What do you think of the women main eventing or uh, WrestleMania? Honestly, like you said, it's you know, Becky Lynch is the hottest thing going right now. So I, I think you have to ride it. And I think, you know, with as popular as she is and you have the name recognition of Ronda Rousey, uh, you can't, this, is, this has to be the best time to do it. I mean, I'm all for it. The problem, the problem that I see with it is we're going to have to have gone through, like, 
six hours of bullshit just to get to it. Because you know, that's how WrestleMania starts at like five o'clock in the afternoon, it seems like. But I, I, I have to I, be one hundred percent honest I, with you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I thought you were finished. I'm no, sorry. Go I, ahead. I was, I, was just, no, I was just going to say it's like this. This has to be it. I mean, you can't wait any longer because you don't know what Rousey's going to do. That she's staying. True. She's going. She's staying. She's going. I mean, granted, it's not going to be Charlotte, and it, it's kind of unfortunate to do it and not have her in it. But at this point, I really hope she doesn't find a way in it. I don't want it to be a triple threat match. I want it's it to be, be a one-on-one. Well, I, I, I think that's, that's bad. I, I don't like that at all. But I hate that's it. Why I, I hate it. But that's why, I, that's why I hope they can somehow kind of change that now because nothing's really set yet. But plus, you know, for my, for my theory of all of them having a belt at the end, you know, she can't be in the match, obviously. Well, I, I hate it because it takes away from from Becky's popularity or her her uh, momentum, I guess. Because you know you're going to give you're going to feed. This is so funny for me to say because people used to think that like you're just going to feed people to Ronda Rousey because she's the baddest woman on the planet. But now you're going to feed Ronda Rousey to 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 Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, and you're. You know, that's going to be your main event, and that's, you know, I'm, I was just going to say a little bit ago, I am all for the women to to close out WrestleMania, because right now, I think you're giving a better product than the men, man. They, yeah. you know, their Royal Rumble match was head and shoulders above the men's match. Um, I, I think a lot of spots were missed in both of them, but you know what, it, you know, 30 people in, and you know, it's 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 tough to be perfect, but I think the the women's match was more entertaining, and I think the women are on a roll, man, and I'm good with it. I really am. So give me Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Give me that, but don't yep. take away from Becky's momentum going in as the lion to to get her prey by throwing uh you know a poacher in there as far as um. Charlotte Flair, man, you know, don't don't stop that train. You know, I, I guess that's kind of the way I'm thinking about that. I I agree, I agree. You know, it's I I think it's doing a disservice to Becky Lynch too. You know, you've she's worked her ass off. She's done everything you needed to do. She you know, she carried she carried SmackDown's women's division. You know, for the better part of like four or five months. Um, even 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 though she was not a, the champion. I mean, she was that division. Agreed. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, the, and, they, and they even try it. They try to get Charlotte, you know, to say things, to kind of see what the crowd does, and the crowd doesn't buy it. You know, they, like there was something where the crowd was chanting, Becky, 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 I think it was like two weeks ago. And Charlotte just kind of smiled. She says, oh, that's cute. Hold on. And then she woos. Nobody wooed back. Everybody just kept chanting Becky. So it's like, it's almost like they're testing to see how, what type of response Charlotte's going to get. It's like I said, I, I just feel like having her in that event, main event, probably was the plan a week ago. I, I'm also just thinking... Who else do you have fight Oscar? Because nobody else that's over there is 
on the level to, to be in that match. I mean, that's just going to be a like right. a five-minute squash match that they can do in the first ten minutes of of Mania coverage, you know, pre-show. So I think I think they they have to go that route. They have to put Charlotte and Oscar, or else you're you know, let's give give Oscar off until May. I think she's. I don't think Oscar's garbage. I was just going to say Oscar's garbage, but she's not. She's not garbage. She's very good. Um, I just. I, I can't get into her, man. I cannot well, get into her. Um, the the you know, fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, she's lost once in singles competition. I think she's lost once, and that was at WrestleMania last year to Charlotte. Hmm. So, hmm. so, so right there is your storyline. Right there is your story. Yep. Oscar's the champion. I want to. I want to fight you because this time you won't be ready for Oscar. That's the, that's the only thing she's going to be able to say. And and there you go, and there you go. You know, there, there's your match. Because let's face it, it's probably going to be like some women's battle royal. You'll have a women's tag team championship match, which they're not having two, one for each show. It's going to be one that'll be able to participate on both shows, which I like. Um. So yeah, I. You know, there's not gonna. There's only gonna be like four women's matches at WrestleMania. The way the way that I see it now, anyway. You know, a battle royal, a tag team, and the two championship matches. So battle royal. Say again. Say again. I I, I think they do like a, a battle royal, a women's battle royal. Okay. They have you know, the women's tag team match. And then, and then the two title matches. No, it's it's a six hour show, man. They're gonna have to have more t- tag yeah, team matches. Have, you you got We got to remember there are two men's tag team championships, so there's gonna be two of them. There's gonna be two heavyweight championship matches. There's gonna be an IC title. There's gonna be a US title. Braun Strowman's gonna be in something. There's going to be a, a men's battle royal. It's like they're they got stuff. Triple H is going to be in a freaking match somehow. You know that's going to happen. So they they they'll be able to fill it, no doubt. They'll they'll be able to fill it. So hmm. because I don't we know always how I say about that, this. we always say it. You know, it's going to be this, but then. You know, plus they have all of these. There's going to, oh, like the 205 live garbage. They're going to do some of that stuff. It's like they'll find a way. They'll find a way to get get four or five hours out of this. You know they will. Oh, are, are, oh, I see what you're saying. You you're know, not saying there's know, only going to be four matches total. No, no. The, four, the women's matches, there'll be like four. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood you because I thought you were saying there was only going to be four matches total and I was trying to figure out how you were getting there. No, but no. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, no, I, yeah, I, there's only a handful of matches. I'll be over at your house. So figure out what you want me to bring. Um, okay. 
But, um, I mean, it's, you know, a tradition. I come over there and yeah. take my feet up on your awesome coffee table and we watch WrestleMania. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. But, um, yeah, I, you know, we're going to get Triple H in his, his outlandish um, entrance. We're going to get, you know, yeah, you're right, man. We're going to get some garbage like, who's going to be, who, who is the, uh, the the host or the MC or whatever they call it now? Who, who, who's going to be that? I thought they announced it. I don't remember. I thought they announced it. I don't, yeah, I don't, know, yeah, I don't know if they did. Well, and then you also have to take into consideration they're going to have to walk a half a mile down a ramp to get to the <laughs> ring from where they started. Where is so. it this year? Where is it? Was it New Orleans again? I, I don't know. I think it's in New York. Is it in New York? I don't know. I was thinking New Orleans for some reason. What is it? WrestleMania 35? I'll look it up. 35. I'll just do this. It's in MetLife. Yeah, it's in the New Met York. Life in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. April seventh. Five thirty. Five thirty p.m. to eleven fifty-nine p.m. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit! Call. Take take Monday off. Oh, jeez, Chris, that's a long time, man. You know what I mean? That's 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 a long time. Yeah, we say that every year, and, and we act surprised. It's the same thing. Man. But you know, let's 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 get back let's get back to current stuff. Let's not look four months ahead. I, I um, know, I I know, I I digress. You know, there's there's just a lot of stuff that's been going on in. WWE that just you know you kind of shake your head really you know I mean the the Royal Rumble is it's normally one of the things that kind of just bummed me out about it to be honest with you is the fact that there's normally like surprise comebacks there's normally people that are injured or something that magically show up there's normally there's normally a couple of people that like Hall of Famers or like old school people that ma- that show up. And, you know, I say it all the time. It's like they just have too many damn people on their rosters right now. They have too many people. So to that, the only person that was a Hall of Famer that was that isn't really on the main roster right now that came back was freaking Jeff Jarrett. You know, you can say Kurt Angle, but, you know, he's been around there for a while. He's he's wrestling on Raws and pay-per-views every once in a while. I mean, but other than that, I mean, that was it. I mean, that was that was the thing that was kind of the most disappointing for me about that pay-per-view. You know, because you kind of want to see – I mean, I know we were kind of spoiled last year with the Women's Royal Rumble because it just seemed like like every fourth person there was a a wow – you know, oh, I, I remember this person, or you know, something like that. But this year, they just didn't have that at all. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, so I don't really know. You know, like I said, there's a, there's a couple of people that I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, I can see them making it. And then there's some of these NXT people, or like the NXT Europe, and I'm like, 
really? This this person like uh, it just I'm, I'm just starting to think that they just have too much going on, and it's spreading them thin. It's spreading the storylines thin. I think that's also a problem. You know, going back to Charlotte, it's like they really have no other storyline for her, and I think that's. You know, she's one of the best talents. You've got to have storylines for these people that you want to push. And they just and they just don't. And that's and that's one of these things. And then you then you want to throw in like bring up all these NXT people and all these like outside of, you know, like you know, like when they brought in AJ Styles, you know what I mean? You bring in all these other people, you don't get rid of anybody. It's like it's just it's just waterlogged with people. And when you only have X amount of time to produce a show, you can't get all of them in. So it's almost like, you know, that with like Finn Balor. He's kind of non-existent for months, and then magically one night he's in a match to see who gets to fight Brock Lesnar and he wins. It's like there's nothing behind that. You know, you got to – I mean, that, that's what made – that's what makes the Becky Lynch story so great. And that's why I think she's so over right now is because they did have a storyline for her. They had a storyline for her, but when Charlotte came back, that kind of altered the story. And then whenever they saw the crowd reaction, they just kept running with Becky and kind of pushed Charlotte aside a little bit. I mean, as much as they could, but, and now it just kind of, you know, blew up into this. So I just, I just, you know, like you said earlier with the shut up and listen, like creative, you know, you need to sit down and look at all of these people individually and figure out who you need, who you can work with, and who's just going to be a jobber and just go with it. You know, that's why you were, I mean, do you want to get into the the person leaving with 13 minutes left or you want to talk about this a little bit more? No, absolutely. Let's <clears throat> let's get into whatever because I, I I feel like it's all relevant, man. Right? I mean, you know, he he is, um, he was the WWE champion like a year and a half ago. I mean, he was in all of the major storylines. He was part of the 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 Shield. I mean, he was it. And then you know, you could kind of see his character. Like dwindling down and down and down and down and down, and we're talking about Dean Ambrose, man. He it's been confirmed by the WWE that he's not going to resign after April, and the AEW is a brand new wrestling federation put together by Cody Rhodes and his his people, the Young Bucks, and and this that and the other thing. Which I, I gotta be honest with you, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. There's some good there's some good guys going over there. Um, you know who, uh, um, Atami, um, Hideo, Hidei, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Atami yeah. just just got released today, and he's going to go over there. I mean, there's some good people. Like the WWE has been losing viewership, has been losing ratings, and now all of a sudden this new federation is coming around, and it's not, it you know, it's not like TNA. You know, TNA is is kind of a joke you know it is what it is but you know dean ambrose leaving the wwe to me anyway um i know you you know you feel a little differently about him you know i don't don't feel like he is exactly where he was a year and a half ago pre-injury pre-being out for eight months because he had that staph infection and that 
that surgery and all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, back in the day, you said Dean Ambrose's name, he, he held water. He does not yeah. anymore. So no. Dean Ambrose leaving is kind of a big deal on a mid-card level at this point. But, I mean, he's still Dean Ambrose. So, um, I mean, give me your thoughts on that, dude. I kind of look at it as right now he's expendable. You know, if he needs I to go, fine, that. fine. Um, is it going to be a loss? Absolutely. I mean, you know, for the same reason, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the rise of Becky Lynch. I mean, he had the same type of a thing. You know, there was, you know, Seth Rollins was hurt. You know, you had Roman Reigns feuding with other people. So he was kind of the one that, you know, stepped in and, you know, kind of carried the torch there for a little bit. And would you? And I don't know. Just and real I don't quick, know. before, before okay. you okay. move on, a, a year ago, pre-injury, would you ever have thought that you would have said Dean Ambrose is expendable? No. No. Right. And it's it's one of these deals. It's like ever since he came back from that injury, I mean, yeah, the Shield thing, well, I think the Shield was cut a little bit short because of Reigns, and, you know, that is that is what it is. I mean, we're not going to criticize anybody for that. I mean, that's real life. But you, can't, um, you, can't, you can't fault the guy no, for having leukemia. No. <laughs> but I think, you know, but I think, you know, having him turn that night, I, I think that was really bad for his character. And then obviously it's like, you know, trying to come up with something after that. I mean, I kind of like the, you know, when he would come out after that with the gas mask on and he would play the, you know, like the, the crowds are trash and this and that. I, I thought that was kind of good. I guess that's just one of those things, though, right now when they're trying to be family friendly, you don't want to have one of your, you know, one of your who you might see as a top guy referring to the paying customer base as trash. And that's just, and that's just part of the problem now with it being you know PG or PG thirteen and not you know more like NC seventeen like it was during the Attitude Era. So he probably he probably fell victim to that. But you know one one of the things that I just can't stand is I want to know for the announcing team I want to know who the babyface announcers are I want to know who the heel announcers are. And I just, I just think it's all convoluted because you have Renee Young, who is Dean Ambrose's wife, who's the babyface 95% of the time isn't whenever he's out there. And you have Graves, who is the heel announcer, turns into the babyface announcer whenever it's, you know, whenever Ambrose is out there because he has to be like anti-Renee. And it's like, that's just so stupid. I said, I mean, how long ago has it been when I was just texting you and I said, the two of them need to be on different shows. You can't have her calling matches with him in them as the babyface announcer and then being healed just for that 10 minutes. It's ridiculous. It, it's, you know, there has to be consistency with the announce team because they're the ones that are telling us the story as we're, as we're watching it. You know, they're, they're the ones, you know, it's, it's like watching a movie with the subtitles. They're the ones giving us the subtitles as we're watching the movie. And when you have Graves half the time, you know, praising people for cheating, but then jumping on Dean Ambrose whenever he does something that's, you know, cheat worthy, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's so contradictory. It's, 
it's just silly. So I think it's going to make the announced team better to have him not there as a whole. Um, and, and again, going back to my point I mentioned before, they just have too many damn people. I mean, it's like every time you turn around, there's somebody else. And it's, you know, you can't, you know, it's almost like if you, like the, I, this, this doesn't really make much sense to you or me, London, but, you know, if you have too many cards in a book, you know that one of those pages only holds nine cards. If you have ten cards, guess what? The nine best go in and one of them doesn't. You know what I mean? It goes like, on eBay. Yeah. You know, if you if you have a shoebox and it can only fit 100 cards, then guess what? 101 card and higher, they don't go in the box. They're expendable. Get rid of them. Truth. You know, and I think that's what they have to start doing with, you know, Ambrose. If he, if he can't fit in any place, you know, it was great when you had him feuding against Rollins. But guess what? I mean, you don't have Reigns anymore for a while. We don't know when he's coming I think back. I think you they're know, so, so scared, though. I think they're scared. I think Vince is scared to let these people go because his product is not. Like there is legit competition out there now, and, and as much as people don't really know, and I'm not saying people, I'm just saying just in general, like this AEW is brand new. I'm, and I'm not talking TNA. TNA is not competition to the WWE. I think this AEW is gonna be like WCW in like the very infancy stage. I don't think it's going to be the prime WCW that was fighting the, the Monday Night Wars. Nothing will ever compare like that again. But no. I don't feel like these guys that are going over to this AEW program is going to beckon to the w- They're not scared of the WWE. They're just going to go out there and put on a good product. And they're going to be Really good wrestlers, man. There's some really, really good guys. The Young Bucks, um, Cody Rhodes, like those are like Kenny Omega. Like these guys are all rumored, not rumored. I I, I know for fact the Young Bucks and 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 um, Cody Rhodes are going to be there. But Omega is um, said to be the number one wrestler in the world right now for the last couple of years, Jericho is over there. I mean, there's people going over there that it's going to give them a run for the money. I think Vince is scared to to kind of let some of these guys go. I think that's really kind of what he's doing. You know, I just saw, um, what's his name? Um, um, who's the dude? The woo, woo, who's that guy? Um, oh, Zack Ryder. Exactly. I just saw him for the first time the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't realize he was still there. You know, yeah. he's been used in eight months. Right. You know? But that's but that's just it. If you're if you're not going to use the guys other than at house shows, I I don't really see why he's afraid to lose them. I mean, who cares? You're not using them anyway. Yeah, but I just I I think he's too proud to say, you know what? You can have these guys because what if you do something better with them than I could have? You know what? What if Zack Ryder? Go, I mean, honestly, Cody Cody Rhodes changed the game, and you know I I know you don't follow a lot of the 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 undercard stuff. Um, I mean, you do a little bit, but I mean, you're more yeah. of a mainstream kind of guy, which is cool. Um. 
but Cody Rhodes kind of changed the game because a lot of people were going to like, you know, Ring of Honor and and this, that, and the other. But Cody Rhodes right. said, "Screw you, Vince. You know, I'm I'm going to go do something different." He did that all all in one or whatever it was up in yeah. Ch- all in yeah yeah did that up yeah. in Chicago and brought a lot of the the you know the people back and like he doesn't care and like he is one of the hottest commodities right now. But think about where he was in his WWE career. He was stardust. Nobody gave a shit. No. You know, so, so when when Vince let him go, he became this anomaly that is now giving Vince a run for his money. So I think that's kind of where Vince is going right now. Like, oh, shit. Like, these young guys, you know, is there something I'm missing? Should I hold on to them for longer and, you know, this, that, and the other? Now, let me ask you a question because we only got a couple minutes left, and I'm sorry I'm rambling, but um, do you think this whole, um, like Nakamura, like that thing last night, losing to, to R-Truth, come on, man, you know, what the hell was that? But anyway, moving on from that, do you think – that this this Ambrose thing is a work. Do you think that they're going to do like a um, a storyline of disgruntled employees? I don't know. I I think that's. I mean, considering that the story writing kind of sucks, I don't really see them doing something like that. No. 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 And because we we hear, I mean, the only thing that really puts up a red flag a little bit, and that's. You know, particular situation is the fact that it's the end of April. Here we are, end of January. That's three months. So, yeah. I mean, they have to, are they, what are they going to do? Just have this guy just do house shows for three months, and that's it? Because you know, let's face it, he's gonna he's gonna be doing something. Truth. And again, I think that's just kind of poor for everybody involved, you know. But as far as like, I don't know. I I think Vince is just too arrogant. Sixty seconds. I know, but he, Vince is just too damn arrogant, and he's Vince McMahon, damn it, as he used That's to right. say all the time. You know, you know. Let's face it; he's going to have the following. He's going to have people come. I mean, it's the the hardcore wrestling fans are going to be the ones that are going to watch both anyway. So I, I don't know. I I think if you're just holding on to stuff to hold on to it, that's. That, that's kind of poor management in my in my situation or my my thought process. But you know. Get Triple H involved. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we'll talk about it more next week, brother. Uh, listen, man, the next time we talk, we're going to have a sex Super Bowl ring. We're going to have one for the other. Start the other hand. Um, I am London. He is Santos. We will talk to you next week, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Wednesday night here on Blog Talk Radio. Go Patriots. Word.